you have entered underground of Namakar. And you may never be. Welcome to Underground of the Macabre podcast. I'm your host Aaron, all the way from the UK. And I thought I'd just tell you a little bit about why I'm just starting now podcasting and not sooner. Well, the story is, um, one day, just flicking through iTunes, um, looking at trying to look for like podcasts for TV shows that I thought might sound interesting. I looked at Flash Forward, some Lost, um, try getting into Heroes. It just didn't have what I wanted to have. Um, a bit of comedy, a bit of fun, a bit of something interesting. The, the podcasts were a bit boring, to be honest. So I thought I'd go to a familiar territory and just type in horror in the podcast section and just looking through different podcast names. And one in particular stood out um, The Dark Hours. And I thought, hmm, it's a new, fairly new podcast. When I started listening to it, I think it was on episode two or three. And it just. I thought, hmm, I'll just give this a go. So I subscribed to it, um, listened to, start from the beginning, right from episode one, catch, try to catch up to episode four where it was at the time, or three. And yeah, it just had everything I wanted. It just had good music, good light-hearted conversations, um, it was chilling, it was relaxing, awesome reviews. Review films that some films I may have seen before, some films I never knew of, and it gives a really good insight onto films I've never seen before. And the guy Gray, you all probably know him that by now. I certainly do. Um, it was a reason why I wanted to podcast, start podcasting. Um, so I sort of emailed him, asked him how he got into it, and he emailed me back with some few ideas um links to go to he said said to me that he's been working really hard for the last few months to get his podcast up and running and ever since then basically i've been bugging him voicemails watching it listening to his show every time it aired basically including all the dark cuts and and dead dark minutes or whatever it's called dead dark hours um and basically i've been stalking him since then we're friends on facebook we chat most uh, on um, Twitter as well, um, and if you never heard, his episode 11, his Horror Hound episode, had my promo on it, and he was bugging me for ages to bring a promo out, and the past week, it's only just turned up, so hope you guys have already heard that. If you listen to the Grey show, then you probably have heard it, and you probably have heard me whinging on about various stuff, the voicemails I've left him. I just rant on sometimes. Alright, um, back to the show. I thought I'd tell you about um, what the show's going to be about. Well, I'm going to try and bring it out Fridays and Saturdays, hopefully. Um, I want to talk about... Um, just I'm not going to really review films. I would just sort of like give a mini-review of the film, but I really want to... <coughs> pardon me. Acknowledge the film. Um, reason why is... And pros and cons and why I like it and and why I don't and just basically I want to be like the podcast you go to to basically a recommendation put it that way and um, it's going to be I want to try and put it in between half an hour and an hour long I'll try but if I get ranting don't don't hold me to it put it that way don't hold me to it and um Oh yeah, I want to, um I will add slices of different music to the show. Um popular artists. I want to try and get indie artists and unsigned artists. Um to, if they want if anyone's listening that's in an unsigned band that want to get the music heard, go to my blog, undergroundthemacabre.blogspot.com. There's my email on there. Contact me with your information. If you want to send me an MP3 of your songs, you can do it that way, and I will mostly, probably, definitely play your music on my show because I'm all for the new. 
I love promoting people's stuff. I love going to uh, listen to podcasts, listen to different music. I just want a I just want to keep networking everyone's stuff. I just want to get the world out there to know this underground new stuff. Podcasting is fun. I've been listening to it for ages now, and I, I am totally, totally hooked. Um, enough of my ranting. I thought I'd just tell you about this show in particular, how I, how I would start it. Well, I don't know if you read my blog. I just sort of put a little bit on, about on there, about the first episode. Um, all started. I was sat. I was sat down on Facebook, messaging um, Derek from Dead Derek Reviews um, over there, and we were chatting for ages, like we normally do when he's not working and I'm not working. And I was said to him, "I just can't think of what to do for my first episodes." And he was giving throwing me suggestions to me, and I was like, mm, "Maybe, maybe not." And then it hits me: I'm doing a horror podcast. Well, horror is the baseline, but I will dava. Deb, uh, dabble in sci-fi, fantasy, and whatever thrown at me, basically. And I was thinking, what got me into horror? What got me? What films got me into horror from basically from the start when I was a kid? And there's loads of films. There's a Miracle from London. There's Plague of the Zombies. Um, but there's three films that stood out to me straight away, and I told Derek this. Um, the first one, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Um, I'm not going to go into detail now about why, I'll tell you later. Um, the second one, Hellraiser. Little, I've got a little story for you on that one. And the third one is... Shit, what was the third one? Fuck, 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 fuck. I honestly can't remember the third one now. Fuck, what was it? Um, bear with me here, I will remember, I will remember. It's on my blog and I just... Return of the Living Dead Part 2, of course. Did I say that one? Or said Nightmare on Elm Street? No, Return of the Dead Part 2 was the third one. And and you'll be hearing reviews of... Not really reviews of the, of them. Just me telling me why, how they got me into horror films and what I really like about them. So, anyhow, um, enough of me ranting on. I'm going to take a quick break, get a drink because I'm fucking thirsty. And I'll be back with the first review slash recommendation. And I'll be back soon. Thank you. A deadly experiment. A freak accident. A secret that will be carried to the grave as the horror classic is reborn. Return of the Living Dead, Part 2. Jesse will be the first to know. Billy will be the first to go. We've got to get out of here. Get to a phone. Seven of the Living against an army of the dead starved for life. first delve into this would be Return of the Living Dead Part 2. It was my first zombie film I saw when I was nine. Um, possibly around about the same time I watched Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Um, I was hooked on it as a kid. I had to watch it every day. And not every day for a week, not every day for a month, but every day for months and months. When I was younger I could 
tell you words for words about that film. But I've not seen it in ages, apart from, obviously, lately for this discussion. Um, from memorable moments from it? The zombies. Basically, the effects of the zombies. Um, the freshly new buried ones. The way they can move better and more... A lot more mobile than the older, decaying, rotten ones that have obviously been there for hundreds of years. Um... My likes about this film, apart from the zombies, um, the music, the synthesized rock. What more would an 80s film be without that? What would, no, put it this way, what would an 80s horror film be without the synthesized rock? What would any 80s film be without it? Um, the visual, the visuals of the film, the way it just looked gloomy. Um, the oh, how do I put it? The style of it, the um, the ambiance of the film just felt true. It felt realistic. It felt. Why? Hmm, it felt. Got me thinking now. How did it make me feel? Well, it made me fucking love it, to be honest. Put it that way. I'm not going to delve into all the autism um, acts upon this film. I'm not going to delve upon into the, the characters. Some characters really did I enjoy, but the character I really will tell you about that I really hated was um, Joey's girlfriend. Joey is being the, one of the gravediggers. And fair enough is one of the recurring actors from the first film. You should know what I'm on about if you've seen both these films or even any of these Return of the Living Dead films. She has this whining voice that just goes right through you. It's annoying. I just really want to drag her out the screen grab a pickaxe and stab her fucking eyes out and then pull her tongue out and chisel her off. Yes, I'm very pleasant, aren't I? I'm very graphic in what I say. So fucking get used to it, people. Otherwise, don't bother listening to the show. I'm smiling now, by the way. I got my vent and anger out. I thank you, listeners. Anyway, yes, yeah, she's got this really nagging voice. Um, only scene, scene I really like with her in is that she's waiting for a boyfriend for so long, there's no sign of him, so she decides to take a trek through the graveyard. She hears footsteps, she hears movements, she panics, she looks around like any other, any other normal person would. And then bang, right in front of her, a zombie. What's her first reaction? Punch the fucking thing in the face. The zombie's face literally caves in and green shit starts to pour from every orifice. Well, not every orifice of the body, but of the face. And then as she pulls the hand out, it looks like it's big green seaweed. And then, yes, what happens? A screeching little voice. Oh, how I would loathe to kill her. But that'd be another day. But overall, the acting and the characters were very believable. The storyline was a typical horror zombie storyline. Survive from the zombies, try not to get eaten, and try to live another day. That's basically what most zombie films are about, and that's basically why I love zombie films in general. Um, like I said, this is, was the first zombie film I ever saw, and it's not my favourite zombie film. My favourite zombie film would be, get, a little, get you into a little discussion now, would be Dawn of the Living Dead, the original not that pile of crap Schneider Dawn of the Dead remake. Do not get me started on that film. I fucking loathe it. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. And... Oh, now, shit, I've got... I've You've got me into it now, or should I get myself... That film has to be one of the worst. 
anyone that says it's one of the best zombie remakes ever automatically gets shoved in my sin bin. And if you say it's the best, uh, did I say the best sequel? Okay, if you say it's the best sequel ever, then you get put in my sin bin. But if you go and then say it's the best zombie film ever, quote, then automatically are on my hit list for when I snap and become a serial killer. I will hunt you down and gut you like a fucking fish. Derek from Dead Derek Reviews knows how much I loathe this film. I've talked about it, well, I've ranted about it to him about about my feelings for this pile of horseshit. I'm very passionate when it comes to Romero film. I love every Romero film, including Survival and Diary. Anyone disses them? Diss me. And that ain't a good idea. See, I'm very sadistic and fucking can be mentally insane. Dawn of Dead, yes, is my favourite zombie film of all time, but Return of Living Dead is also up there with the other Romero films. Put it that way. And if you really want to wind me up, really, really, please tell me. If there's any Dawn of the Dead remake fans out there, please email me, and I would love to have a real in-depth discussion on why I hate that film. Please, just give me the opportunity. I would really fucking love to. Anyhow, I'm going to take a short break. I have a headache of screaming about some crap film I do not like. And I now have a temper on me, so I'm going to take a chill pill. Not an adrenaline boost, because that will be fucking stupid. But, yes, bear with me. I will be back, and I should be calmer. Thank you, listeners. Mwah. Love you all. for another dose of me ranting and whining on about another film that got me into horror. And this next film, I think you all may know this one. If you don't, then you seriously need to check it out. This one is Hellraiser. 
I thought I'd tell you a little bit of a little story about this one. My kind of indirect contacts with this film. When I saw this film, <laughs> um, I was living just outside Liverpool. I was about five. And the indirect route is, the fact is that the director, Clive Barker, is from Liverpool. And so is Doug Bradley, also from Liverpool. We played Pinheads. And... I was living just outside Liverpool at the time when I first watched this film. And it was my first horror film as well. So yeah, that's my kind of indirect roots link with Hellraiser. Um, like I said, Hellraiser is my first film. I saw it about five. Um, but I only remember parts of it. Um, but definitely had an effect on me. Otherwise I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have remembered it. I've seen so many films over the years. Otherwise, this film would have been droned out like so many others have. I love this film for a few, just a few reasons. I just want to talk about the violence. Definitely the violence. The lush makeup effects done by Bob Keane, who is an English special effects makeup artist who has been... Credited and not credited on some of these films. Don't know, if you, don't know if you might have heard some of these. Three Hellraiser films he's done. He's done Dog Soldiers, Highlander, Nightbreed, Candyman, and he dabbled in Return of the Jedi. That's just a few films Bob Keane's done. And if you look at the special effects in this film, and you've watched those films as well, you know he's got an eye for this. You know he can pull off some lush, decent um, prosthetics, and they definitely stand out. Um, another thing that really I really move towards this film. I love dark stories. I love gothic tales, and Clive Barker definitely does this. Um, I just. I just really prefer watching films that have a dark story, um, a really twisted, nasty past, like another one of his films, well he didn't direct himself, but was Candyman, another dark Clyde Barker story, another twisted tale of a tortured soul, should I say. And when I first saw Candyman, I never actually knew who Clive Barker was. I'd seen Hellraiser before, but I didn't know who done it, because I was a little kid, didn't really know back then. And then after I saw Candyman, I thought, let's find the origins of the story. And then looking up on online, and books, I used to read books more back then, so I read through some books in the library. I found out it was Clive Barker, and looked through his resume... And funny enough, the first film I ever saw was a Clyde Barker film, Hellraiser. Another bit of fact there for you. And like I said, the box, this film definitely ticks a lot of boxes. I'm, as you know, if you don't know, I'm a gorehound. I love the films that try to be snuff I'm a massive Saw fan I love the Hostel films I love the Face of Death films I love the um, torture type um, Japanese horror films like Battle Royale and Tokyo Psycho so I definitely have a sick gut for torture scenes and torture films and I think that's why Basically, I think Hellraiser was the film that really got me into these into sick torture films. I've only seen it over uh, a few years, over the a few times over the years, and that that the torture and the dark story is one of them. One of the reasons why I watch it. The other reason is, well, I was a teenager, and it has to be Ash Lawrence, train, train, train. who I fucking fancy the pants off. If you're a teenager, you see this film, you're bound to. Hormonal 15-year-old 
and Ashley Lawrence definitely ticks that box. Um, and the fact that I'm a, a bit of a sadist, this this film also comes into that category. I like to see people in pain. Not obviously people I like, but people I fucking hate. Um, in films and such, I just, I just, I get a sick, sick pleasure of watching people being tortured. Maybe I, in a past life, I was a fucking executioner. I don't know. I just get a really sick. I'm not gonna say sick hard on for torture people being tortured. That'd be a bit, a bit too far there. But I get. I get riled up. I get fucking really in there. If someone's being mutilated on TV or being bashed to death in a film, I'm fucking pretending I'm that person doing the fucking bashing. I really get into that character's role and I really... Oh, fuck. I just really get into it. Um, you will find out more about what, why I am, who I am and what I'm like over the next few weeks when you listen to me talk about films that I recommend to people to check out and definitely Hellraiser is definitely up there. If you're a movie fan that loves dark stories, you're maybe an Edgar Allan Poe fan, um, you're a Stephen King fan and you, if you like those two um, authors then you're bound to be a Clive Barker fan. You're bound to know this fil these, his films Nightbreed, Hellraiser, um, Candyman, and Midnight Meat Train, you must know these films and if you notice his films, all his films are basically to do with a tortured soul someone that's done something in the past has come to wreak havoc on the present loved ones it happened in Candyman, it happened in Hellraiser and if you're a bit of a sadist like me, that love to sort of get, gets riled up and gets fucking damn right in there when someone's being mutilated, this film is definitely for you. And another thing, the dream sequences in Hellraiser, just to have, they've got a Wes Craven Nightmare on Elm Street feel to them. I don't know about it, it's just... There's something about the dream sequences in Hellraiser that just... Just get me thinking about Nightmare on Elm Street. And that, my children, my macabre listeners, will be my next talk about. Will be in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 after this bit of music.
Street Part 3. Freddy's just around the corner. Alright, let's get straight to it, guys. Um, a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors. Um, what influences did it have on me? Why did it why does it have such an impact on my life? Well, I'll tell you a little story to start off with. Um, when I was nine, walking through town with my mum, walked past a second-hand store slash video store. And outside, by the door, on a big rack full of um, VHS videotapes, was there. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors, for, um, selling for £10. And I begged my mum for ages and ages I wanted to see this film. And pestered it all through town. Kept saying I do things for her, I'll do chores for her, I work for it. <clears throat> and then she finally gave in. Went back to the video store, and I she purchased. Well, I couldn't buy it because I was about nine at the time. Purchased Nightmare Street Part Three. And as soon as she comes out the store, she hands it straight to me. My eyes lit up, and. I ran home, literally from there, I left mum, she was with other people, ran home to, to go and watch it, and it was my first Nightmare on Elm Street experience, and I class it to be one of the best of the series regarding anything else. If, the, if not the best of the series, one of the best of the series. Definitely up there with the first one. It's got to be first one, then just touching its ass, basically, with a big fucking poking stick, is Dream Warriors. Right, now I've told you a little bit of story of why and how I got into it. And, another thing, it's the very first horror VHS that I had bought for me. That I didn't buy myself. It's the first one that I got purchased and... 
on my shelf, all I had was martial arts, Van Damme films, Bruce Lee films, and Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3 Dream Warriors was my first horror film that I got added to my collection. That's why it's so special. Right, um, I'm going to talk about my, some of my favourite scenes from the film. And my first one that I found really interesting was near the beginning of the film, um, starring, well, playing Kristen, who was played by, at the time, Patricia Arquette. When she goes into the bathroom, she is dreaming, either she's dreaming or in and out of unconsciousness, goes to the bathroom, tries to turn on the tap. Tap, um, whatever, you know, the bits around the tap form into fingers, wrap around her hand. And there's Freddy's reflection in the mirror, all ready to do some damage, and probably um, mentally and physically to Kristen's character, uh, Patricia Arquette's character, Kristen, sliced her wrist. I think all you know should know that film. And I was when I was nine at the time. I kind of liked the the scene. I found it funny, interesting. Maybe that's my sadistic side I've talked to you about in this episode. Coming out of me there. And what's next? Let's have a look here. Just write some notes down. My favorite scenes because I've really sh sometimes I just have a shit memory. What's up? What do we have? Ooh, yes. The scene when Philip, the sleepwalker, was dreaming, and Freddy used his veins as puppet strings. This character is Philip. Um, he's a prone sleepwalker, and he has a fond obsession, or yeah, basically a fond obsession for puppets. So Freddy turns it on his ears and uses it against him. Basically, he's dreaming. Freddy stood over his bed, slashed his arms, slashed his legs. And basically uses his veins as puppet strings, and basically controls um, Philip. Takes him across the um, or the main block or building where it is to an open entry outside. You see, sort of like a ghost-like figure of Freddy above, dangling Philip right on the edge. Freddy slices well the vein slash well whatever it is because it's dream. It's all mystical. Veins. Freddy falls, well, basically to his de death, and the other characters in the film screaming from the window watching it all. That's a scene I really love. Um, yeah, I just think I can rant on and rant about all of my favourite scenes. Um, the dream scenes really, really did make this movie, and um, they were chilling. They were visually, visually stunning. Every scene had really, really effective effects. Whether it was um, prosthetics, which I think most of it was. And each one was gross in a fun way. They all, Each of the scenes added intense drama and horror to its finest. Um, it's de this film is definitely up there for one of my favourite films of all time. Due to the fact that it was my first film, horror film that I got bought for me, and that was the first horror film that I had to my collection. And it I could go on and on about this film for hours, but I don't really want to. Um I'm gonna just rant off quickly, just a few scenes. This each this film has Packfuls and packfuls of decent scenes. Um, I ran to some Joey's um, tongue-tied bed scene. You should know that one. Um, Freddy's syringe finger scene, and the torture rack wheelchair that was sent after the wizard master, but Freddy eventually got him and stabbed him in the chest. Um, And I just got to top it off with my favourite scene in this movie, and not only in this movie, probably one of my favourite horror scenes ever. That's that's big. That's ever. That's my one of my favourite scenes ever. I can watch Candyman, Saw, Scream, Hellraiser, 
but this scene, I just fucking love it. It's the scene where I can't remember her name, is dreaming, one who wants to become an actress, wants to go out there become an actress, the blonde haired chick, is obviously sat there dreaming, and then she wakes up in her dream, Freddy's on TV, calls to her, I don't know why she even went towards the TV, big massive electrical arms come out, grab her, picks her up off the floor, on level with the TV screen, Freddy comes out, says one of his fucking sadistic, sarcastic lines, which we all know and love, and then rams her head full on into the TV screen, and basically electrifies her. I just, oh, just fucking adore this scene. Part of my language, but who the fuck cares, to be honest. I love it. And that wraps it up from all my three kind of, well, ranting on and why I love these films. The, all these three films are on this list for the reasons you just heard. Um, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, the fact that it was one of my first ever zombie films I watched, the first one of the first um, movies that I just robbed off my mum's shelf to watch, and one of the funnest um, zombie flicks I've ever seen. Hellraiser, well, what can we all t what can we say about Hellraiser? It was my first ever horror film. It was probably the root of my sadistic love for torture. And, yeah, the root of my sadistic love for torture. That's Hellraiser. And then Nightmare on the Street Part 3. It's on there for the reasons you just heard. And the fact it's one of my favourite films of all time. Up there with the magnificent Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. With Ramirez's Dawn of the Dead. And... With Carpenter's Halloween, Cunningham's Friday the 13th. This film is up there with all of them, in my 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 opinion. Right, now to wrap it up. Um, I'd like to do a few recommendations. But before that, I'm going to take a little quick break. And I'll be right back. Thank you. Listen. Do you hear it? It's getting closer, much closer. Don't be afraid. Be very, very afraid. I'm just going to round off this episode by um, giving you, the listeners, um, some of my recommendations to check out, um, be, it, be it blogs, podcasts, or websites in general. First shout out is Gray from The Dark Hours, um, a good friend of mine. Um, chat all the time. His show is so insightful. He does a bit more detail in his reviews than what I when I than what I do. I can do it, but today's episode wasn't really a review show. It's more like how I become into this. 
So, yes, check him out. Um, and you can download his podcast via iTunes and or just check out his page, um, thedarkhours.net. Um, you won't be disappointed. I adore this show. And if you watch his show, listen to his show, so I say, hopefully, you'll probably hear my ranting voicemails. You should know me by now. And next one would be Slugcast. I've only just started listening to Matt. Um, you probably heard I just started listening to him from this Horror Hound episode. And it hooked me. Very interesting guy to listen to. Um, knows what he's talking about. And knows his shit. And also, a fucking Romero fan. Us Romero fans need to stick together. So, big up Matt. Awesome guy. Check him out at Splatterca- uh, um, sorry, Splattercast, that's the next one, sorry, slugcast.com, and listen to him, and check him out on iTunes. Right, Splattercast, just jumping a bit there, um, fairly new to their show, I started from episode 169, um, love TJ and all the guys over there, just check him out, you, should, you, should, you probably already do check him out, don't know why I'm plugging him, you should know these guys, and another podcast I don't know if you guys have ever heard these guys um, they're a fellow English podcast like me and also a decent website um, are how to survive a zombie apocalypse they um, do a basically an annually um, seminar where they go around all the UK discussing um, and talking to people about how to survive a zombie apocalypse. They also have a podcast out, I think it's Mondays, they release it. Basically, um, it's they talk about different scenarios, about what weapons to use, what sort of transport you would use, and basically, generally, how you survive, survive a zombie apocalypse. I recommend you check out Dr. Dale and his gang there. And, like I just said, um... I'm going to plug him again, you probably heard me plug him all that, all this episode, is Derek from Dead Derek Reviews. Um, and if you've listened to my promo, you may have done, you may have not, I've been talking to Derek and we are going to be doing a big podcast review episode. Not sure what episode of Underground and Macabre is going to be, not sure it's going to be even called Underground and Macabre, um, but we are going to do an episode together. Um, I'm not going to tell you any more than that. If Derek wants to write it out on his blog, by all means, check him out at deaddeadreviews.blogspot.com. He may give you some more information on this episode, but I am fucking not. Because it's a secret, kids. Do not test me. And if you want to contact me, if you want to bitch about my attitude, then by all fucking means. You can contact me at the.underground.of.the.macabre at googlemail.com. A lot of dots there, but I don't care. Or you can contact me via Twitter at um, Twitter at oh, should I say at Aaron U O T M. Or you can come and bug me, come and talk to me on Facebook. Just type in my name, Aaron Grant. That is double A R O N for you retards that can't spell and grant as in give me some cash. Right, I'm going to leave you there. Um, episode two, I thought I'd just quickly tell you that it's going to be an all English affair, as over here on the 23rd is St. George's Day. So I'm going to review, try to review properly instead of banter on like a bitch. Um, a couple of English films, play some English music, and basically be patriotic for once in a while. Anyhow, guys, take it easy. You've been listening to Underground of the Macabre podcast, and I've been your host, the fucking annoying Aaron. See you again. Bye. <laughs>